Good morning. It's uh, January 27th, 2023. First broadcast of the new year for us. Um, I guess first thing is uh, I realized a couple people had said the last podcast just that I did in early December just, I guess, posted this week, and I'm not really sure why. I could have put the wrong date on the, uh, instead of publishing it immediately, maybe a, a it had a date in there or something. I'm not sure. But anyway, um, what we've been doing the last, say, four to six weeks, um, like we talked about in that last podcast, we had fall planted, we had uh, up-potted or upsized some of the greenhouse stuff. Uh, well, in late January, we had a little bit of snow. And this is the first problem I've had with this, so I'm not sure if this is going to be an ongoing deal or not. But uh, we planted, I don't know, three to 400 uh, Nordman toward the back part of our property. And it snowed, it got really cold, and we had some deer damage. We had deer browsing uh, the uh, transplants. They probably... I would say leader terminated half of them, to be honest, and the rest of them are just side browsed. So we're going to see what spring holds for that area there. Um, like everything, we, we're learning the hard way on everything, and it, it appears maybe the back part of our property is going to be susceptible, more susceptible to deer browse. The front and side had never experienced anything, and we do have deer here. I mean, that's a you know, that is a thing back behind our pond. We typically see deer on a daily basis. They don't typically come out past the pond. Um, but with snow and it being really cold, I think the uh, the little seedlings or the transplants there were just too delicious to pass up. So they came on up and, and browsed them. So I'm not going to take any measures this year, uh, next year before winter. I'm going to maybe put up a back fence or a double tape fence. It's worked with us for the garden in the past where you basically put up two two ribbon fences that are only like 10 feet apart. So deer a lot of times don't want to jump to jump again. So I'll, I may do that on just the back part of the property as a deterrent. But other than that, I, I want to see it happen again, uh, which probably could be a mistake. And this time next year, we'll be talking about how they did it to us again. I'm not sure. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll hide and watch on that one. Um, we had, uh, out of the year two field where we took about 200, 100 or 200 potted Nordman and planted into the field, uh, where we had lost for the drought. Well, we're pulling them out of the greenhouse. Again, we're just, you know, learning how things go here. It was late November, uh, but apparently these Nordmen, because they were in the greenhouse, um, they weren't fully hardened off, and they experienced some winter burn, uh, and were they're going to be kind of tentative. Some of them are fine, and some of them are winter burned. So we will see in spring, you know, what that what the future holds for those uh, as well. I, luckily, I have, you know, more in the greenhouse that we can pop them and. And replace them. It just it's a exercise of futility because I'm we're just replanting dead trees that have been replanted twice already. So 
you know, this be the last time no matter what on this uh, year two field. Um, what else we've been doing? Uh, this week and last week, uh, seed stratification process, we got that done uh, on the Nordman seed and the uh, chestnut seed. Those of those of all, um, those are going through the process now um, in our cooler and hopefully have some good seed in spring to plant for those. I uh, have not done the canane seed yet. And I'm going to tell you the canane seed is a pain in the butt because it's so small. Um, you know, the market for the cane is good, so you kind of have to do it. I don't have any problem selling the thousand that plugs that we uh or the container plugs that we we grow however the seed is so small it's just it's a lot it's a lot harder to handle and get planted into the pellets and everything but again uh workers work uh the chestnut variety that we grow is uh pretty good demand here so we 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 would like to up the uh production on that but again it's a pretty lengthy process for the chestnut stratification it take we need a bigger cooler ultimately uh the process that we use use a couple different processes but the one that works the best without the loss is uh using a, a refrigerator or a crisper and just hand planting chestnuts in Tupperware containers with peat moss, wet peat moss, and then, you know, just making sure it's not too wet. Uh, but you can imagine that this takes up a lot of space in a refrigerator. So we have a, a little refrigerator that we do this, but, you know, uh, you could fill an entire actual full-size refrigerator with these and you still would only have maybe a couple thousand in there. So we don't have that many. We're only using about half of our cooler for these seeds, but every you know, thing of seeds takes up space. So we may had to get a dedicated uh, refrigerator or cooler just for just for the greenhouse seeds. And that'd be something we look at next year. Um, and also getting those seeds is, is, is rough. You gotta, you gotta hit it just right. If, unless you have a, an end with an orchard that grows the good seeds that you want, you know, uh, part of the growing stuff from seed is really about trusting where you get the seed, knowing the quality and what happened that, you know, what grows from that seed. Cause you get seeds, you know, you know, not, not chestnut seeds or just random seeds from Sheffields or something. So, you know, it's, it's hit or miss. So you got to really trust your seed source on everything we grow. We've, we've kind of vetted it the past few years and we like what we're growing and we like what happened we like the outcome of these seeds and where they come from so that doesn't mean you don't get some that aren't great and or, or germination rate is lower than you thought but the the uh, the plant itself when it does grow we like we like the way it looks and the way it performs so that's that's a big thing and you got to learn the hard way at least we do on a lot of that stuff just trial and error and seeing what works for you um the stuff that's in the greenhouse so far is wintering uh great um, the evergreen stuff, you know, cause we're in zone six B or seven A or somewhere in that range. Uh, the evergreen stuff, not so bad. You know, it's in potted containers inside of a high tunnel that that's really enough. Uh, I manage the doors on the high tunnel 
on a pretty much a daily basis. If it's uh, and if we only had evergreens in there, I probably wouldn't have to manage it as much. But we do have some deciduous trees in there as well, which can't handle as much cold in a pot. So all of our deciduous trees are in they're in pots, but they're also in in a larger uh, I don't want to call it a code frame, but it's it's like a like a raised bed kind of structure that's filled with with that's filled with wood chips, right? So ultimately, they are in pots inside of a bed that's full of wood chips, so it helps uh, keep the roots from freezing on the outside of the pot. Now the evergreens, I don't do that with. Uh, saying all that to say, on my greenhouse, my sides are not automatic by any means; they're roll up. I have uh, hand cranks. On the nights or the days that it's below 28 or 29 degrees, I roll the sides up so it's fully, fully enclosed, fully, fully buttoned up. And uh, during the days or in the morning, you know, once the temperature gets above 29, 30, I open the sides up. Uh, and then anytime it is. Uh, above 40 for sure i open the sides and the doors right and a lot of the time during the winter here the the sides are up day and night day and night and we're perfect like it gets down to like 30 degrees 29 30 degrees no problem uh during the day 30 40 degrees you know up up, up even to 50 no problem um was going to toy with the white plastic this year but you know somebody recommended to me he's like hey uh you could leave your shade cloth on all winter. So basically your shade cloth would stay on late summer or summer all the way through winter. Um, now I wouldn't recommend this for places that get tons of snow uh, because the snow's not gonna fall off that shade cloth like it would plastic. Uh, so we don't get a ton of snow here in central Kentucky. We, we're kind of in that middle range where we might get snow once twice for the year and it's never more than an inch right knock on wood because it has happened to be more than that but not typically uh so keep shade cloth on so the main reason for the shade cloth on would be the same reason you would put white plastic on in the winter it's not uh it's not to uh keep it cool in there it's to keep the temperature from rising right so the worst thing that can happen during the winter would be you have potted plants in a greenhouse environment and it's 20 or 30 degrees for a week or two and then you don't roll the sides up or even if you roll the sides up it gets safe say it gets 45 degrees outside and you don't have a shade cloth on or white plastic it'll be 80 inside or 75 inside that high tunnel even with the sides up so this helps regulate the temperature so that it doesn't warm up in the high tunnel so the temperature stays more consistent with what the temperature actually is outside um not trying to keep it warm in there just trying to maintain the same cold temperature um, which is where i think i had some losses last year uh, where i let it get too warm in the day and then it would cool at night and we had some some death i think just because of that um don't really have anything else that we're doing right now uh wise like i said we're just uh stratifying seeds hopefully uh into february uh really first 
first couple weeks of March is when we plant the seeds, do all the work in the greenhouse. And then by late March, hopefully we're planting, we're actually planting out in the fields. Early, late March, early April is when we plant in the fields. So we will, we will see how it goes. Uh, I plan to do another podcast toward the end of February. So uh, I'll catch you guys then. Bye.